0: Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. The dead period is over. Official visits are in full swing. Recruits are hopping on flights. They're hopping in cars. They're going from campus to campus. They're going on college tours and and showcases and camps and and unofficial visits and photo shoots and and everything. And you can get all the information, all the recruiting buzz and scoop over at 24-7 Sports Sports.com. Among those showcases and among those events have been a couple quarterback camps out West in recent weeks. And we've got the legendary, the iconic, the QB whisperer himself, Greg Biggins on the line to break down the Elite 11 regional in Los Angeles, the last stop before the Elite 11 finals, as well as the Steve Clarkson QB retreat, which took place in Santa Monica, California over the holiday weekend. But first, Greg, how are we doing?
1: I don't know about iconic blair, but I did I did have a photo shoot. I don't know if you heard about that. I just kind of want to get in the swing with the recruits. And so I kind of had my own little thing going on. I'm totally kidding right now, Blair. I'm waiting for you to jump in and, and say, stop, stop.
0: <laughs> so but- the the so, so the Steve Clarkson quarterback retreat does a phenomenal job of allowing a lot of college prospects, college quarterbacks, the, the top tier NFL prospects to come in and, and counsel some of the younger quarterbacks. And we're going to get into that a little bit after in the second segment. But they do give them an opportunity to kind of promote themselves, right, to build some of that brand. Were you able to sneak onto the set and, and get your own little video shoot, your photo shoot going?
1: Did not do it. No, that's not me, Blair. Come on. I, I'm, I try to be, you know, kind of low key it let those guys kind of have their deal. And I just sit back, even though actually, you know, I do stay in the same hotel. I'm not ever going to be that guy who's going to be starstruck or get my photo taken with a young kid. It's just not my style, Blair. I'm not going to do it. I didn't do it. And I won't do it.
0: Iconic and legendary. That's what describes you.
1: <laughs> it was fun, man. I, I had a fun time a couple nights out there in beautiful Santa Monica. And then this past weekend at St. John Bosco High School, we So a lot of good quarterbacks. It's it's fun. I love watching those guys.
0: Yes. Let's start there before we get over to the QB retreat. Like I said, we'll we'll touch on that and, and some of the big names that were there in Santa Monica. But let's start off with the Elite 11 regional in Los Angeles. You and I were both there. It's the last stop in the tour before the Elite 11 finals, which kick off later this month as part of the opening finals, kind of a, a new look opening finals. And there were two invites sent out to Texas four star quarterback commit Malik Murphy, as well as Boise State four star quarterback quarterback commit Caden Hauser. And it was a really good initial, I think, impression that both of them made on their way to the finals. Let's start with Malik Murphy committed the Longhorns earlier this year, kind of became that top target for Steve Sarkeesian. Once Quinn Ewers came off the board to Ohio state, he punches his ticket to the elite 11 finals. what do you think of Murphy? What do you think of his potential upside and kind of his, you know, his chance to stake his claim out in the uh, elite 11 finals later this summer?
1: Yeah, no, physically, he's got all the tools. He He's what you'd call a high-ceiling quarterback. And by that, I mean if he maximizes his potential, right? Everyone is was given some gifts. And if he maximizes everything that he was given, he will be a first-round draft pick. I mean, he has NFL – caliber arm strength right now through the ball i know we're talking elite 11 but he won the long ball competition at the Clarkson retreat 79 yards Blur. that's kind of a long way to throw a football but he's more i've always said this he's more than just a big arm i think he's pretty smooth mechanically he's worked hard over the last year tightened the release he moves around he's a big kid but i think he moves around a little, little bit better than giving credit for i think he's accurate the only thing we haven't really seen yet and it's a big thing it's dominate with the pads on i'm a huge fan of what you do with pads on and you know he just hasn't you know, through some, some bad luck. And also just, I'll be honest, just, you know, him not processing the game as fast as he needs to. Um, We haven't seen that side of it yet. So hopefully the the physical gifts will merge uh, with the on-field exploitation. The right word? Exploitation? I don't think that's the right word. The physical tools will merge with on-field success. We'll keep it simple. And we will see him reach his ceiling and hopefully it happens through them later because phenomenal kid, great family, going to Texas, great program, SAR can develop. Uh, Hopefully we see it happen.
0: Six, four and a half, 225 Malik Murphy committed to Texas, a top 100 prospect in the composite for the 2022 class out of Sarah High School in Gardena, California. You mentioned it, big arm, big physical tools. I remember tracking him early on in his high school career when he was heading into to Sarah and people already referring to him as baby cam right, it's kind of a Cam Newton clone. And he might not be exactly the, the runner that Cam Newton was as a high school prospect or heading into Florida and ultimately ending up at, at Auburn. But I, I do see a lot of physical similarities in terms of the way they throw it. You know, Malik at times gets caught sailing the football a bit too much for me. I like when he is able to kind of get his feet underneath him and throw downhill. And I think those are some of the things that obviously have been pointed out about camp Newton in the past Malik, Malik, heading into college I think needs to improve his consistency but like you mentioned it there's no denying the physical upside the immense potential that he has as a thrower and if he's able to add a little bit of that athleticism right to his to his game the ability to hit receivers in stride the, the ability to Throw on the run and roll out and and do a lot of that zone read stuff that is so important at the college level, especially in a Sarkeesian scheme. I think the Longhorns are getting a a prospect that could be. I, I don't want to say this is a sleeper because he's a top one hundred prospect, but if they <laughs> hit, if they hit on Malik Murphy, it, it's it's a big boom, you know, because it, it's boomer bust. I think for him,
1: he better hit, Blair. We, we've said this before, and I love the kid, but we when he committed, we talked on your podcast. There is some great quarterbacks in Texas. And so for Sark to come in and kind of bypass some of the local kids who we know like Texas and say, you know, what? I'm going to California to get this guy like Malik better hit or else Sark's going to going to be hearing it from a lot of the locals out there.
0: St. John Bosco, also known for their quarterback play. Caden Hauser, four-star quarterback who is committed currently to Boise State, also punched this ticket along with Malik Murphy. And and for us, for you know, between us and and kind of what we saw at at the camp, was by far the most consistent quarterback on the day at the Elite Eleven regional. Really was making all the throws through all the stations. You could kind of tell his rhythm was 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 there, his pace, the, the way he was going through every read and the way he was going through every drill. Um, He, w- he was locked in and he was very comfortable on his own home field there, you know, making throws. And, and this is a player who has been getting a lot of other attention on the recruiting trail, you know, committed to Boise State over several power five offers, including Washington and Oregon State. There's been some whispers there with, with Michigan State, possibly. Possibly being involved, I know he's had some contact with schools out in in, uh, in the East Coast, like no- uh, like North Carolina and Duke and and TCU and and a few others. UCLA, he threw for uh, when the uh, dead period was lifted last week. So this is a player that is for sure a power five prospect, but is headed to probably the best group of five school traditionally in Boise State. So he's getting kind of a, a good mix uh, of things there. What we saw out of Keaton Hauser on Sunday was 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 really good. And, and I'm excited to see him and how he stacks up against some of these other national prospects at the Elite 11 Finals.
1: Obviously very excited for Keaton, but I'm equally as excited for you and me. Because if we can brag a little bit, you were the first guy, Kayton, I was I was second. And we had a text discussion, right, last week. And I was like, Blair, are we wrong? Like, are we not seeing, are we seeing something different out of Kate than everybody else? Because why doesn't he have 40 offers right now? To me, he was a no brainer. And so it's, it, I'm starting to question myself, right, Blair? Like, remember this text conversation we had? And yeah, I go- and,
0: and, and once
1: you start <laughs> questioning yourself, GB, uh, you know, it, it gets a little rough. You don't want to do that, especially when you start to answer yourself. And I kept saying to myself, dude, Blair, what are we missing? Here's a guy, and what you saw, Blair, was exactly what I saw at the Clarkston Retreat. I thought next to Quinn, Ewers, who is in a whole league, league of his own, and we can talk about that later if you want, but next to Quinn at the Clarkston Retreat, I thought, I thought Kate had the best two days of workouts. He has the quickest release in the state. He's got unbelievable feet. I don't know what he runs 40-wise, but I don't really care because his pocket mobility is tremendous. His quickness getting in and out of the pocket is tremendous. His ability to roll right or left, throw with these funky. Everyone's doing it now, and I, I actually like it. You know, the different arm angles I think is important because the way defenses come after you, you have to be able to be creative in how you get the ball off. And Caton's ability to roll left, right, off-platform throw, sidearm, bang. Like, he's just drilling it. I made my just made my dog jump, but I yelled, bang. Um, <laughs> and, and you saw it at the Elite 11, dude. I thought he was hands down the number one guy. I didn't think it was that close. And talking to some of the Elite 11 coaches, they said they went around their huddle, and they all said it was unanimous, that their number one guy, this doesn't happen very often, because everybody always has their guy, but he said, like, eight of the coaches, it was all Kitten, the number one guy for them. And so... I am so excited for him and his family. It hasn't been easy for him. Sophomore year was messy. Junior year, he split time with Pierce Clarkson, who's also very, very talented. Now he kind of, you know, he's. I feel like he's arrived as a a dude. And he's going to go to the Elite 11 finals as one of 20 guys. And I think he'll be a top 10 guy there from what I've seen. And visit Boise State over the weekend told me he's still going to probably trip officially to Michigan state end of the month. Cause it is an official trip, but he might cancel. And I think I feel like he will cancel the Duke and North Carolina camp that he was going to go throw for them. Like you mentioned through for UCLA, they haven't offered yet. I'm not sure why I would offer if I was them, but Hey, Boise state, I always say, man, love who loves you. And right now, Boise state has loved him from the beginning. I've said this also, it's, A P5 program, just not in a P5 conference. Boise State, to me, is a legitimate Power 5 school. Always has been kind of similar. I was kind of confident in Gonzaga basketball, right? They don't play the toughest league schedule, but they'll go out of state, out of league, and play anybody. And and Boise State has always been very successful playing out of their league. And so, Kate Hauser, great weekend. Great two weekends, if you combine it with the Clarkston Retreat. And uh, really, really excited for them.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a really good situation for him if he does end up at Boise State, right? With Andy Avalos, first-year head coach, coming over the defensive coordinator from Oregon and, and an alum of the Broncos and then new offensive coordinator, Tim Plough. I think if you're able to get in with a new staff and you're kind of their guy and and, and they are, they start to build that program around a certain quarterback, it's a really good situation on, on both ends. Before we, we take a break, Greg, real quick, Emmett Brown, really good performance as well. Obviously didn't have kind of the... the the junior season that I think he was expecting at modern day, but uh, was for sure one of the top five, top six guys for us. Noah Fafita, Arizona commit uh, at a Servite in, in Anaheim also had a, a really good performance. And Nate Johnson, we can't forget about him. He's the really electric and athletic quarterback from Clovis who just took an official to Utah and heads to Michigan this weekend. We both loved what we saw at of Nate Johnson.
1: For me, and you said it, he is what I think you take a chance on. He is the guy who's got a very high athletic ceiling. For me, he's a quarterback, but he's a legitimate 10, 4, 9 100 meter guy who ran that back in May. 1049, that's that's moving for a junior. And he is dynamic with the football, but he's got, dude, he's got some dynamite in that elbow as well. Man, he had some serious velocity. I thought he probably had top two, three arm strength. Still maybe a little bit raw mechanically, but he's getting so much better, man. He's been working. He's been training. You can see it from where we saw him at the Stack Sport Showcase. I want to say like last October, November, I've seen a tighter release. I've seen better feet. I've seen better balance. I've just seen a better quarterback. So you kind of combine, you know, the physical tools again with the high end athleticism. And hopefully he becomes a great quarterback, but you know what? Let's just say play worst case scenario. Say he does not end up at quarterback or maybe another guy comes in and he beats him out. You got a guy, you got a 6'1 athlete who runs ten four for you, who is a pure football player. You can do so many things with that guy if you want to move him to maybe corner safety receiver. Or Nate can obviously elect to go somewhere else i know he's a quarterback and he sees himself that way and i see him that way too love utah he's got michigan he wants to try to get to asu in july UCLA is trying to get him to come camp with them he's not sure if he can do that now because he has track commitments plus like i mentioned the michigan trip on friday so we'll see but it sounds like michigan utah and maybe asu are the main contenders right now Uh, he did love that utah trip though
0: Nate Johnson, definitely one of the quarterbacks to monitor as we head into the summer. We're going to be back with more from Greg Biggins. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. The month of June is here and the dead period is over. Official visits are back, unofficial visits are back, and coaches and recruits have finally been able to meet face-to-face. And with so much going on, don't worry, we're covering it all right here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. For the whole month of June, we are adding a new feature every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the month, so make sure you listen to our special five-minute morning episodes. I will be joined by your favorite 24-7 Sports National recruiting analyst to preview the visits and recap the biggest news as we navigate what will surely be a crazy recruiting month together that's every monday wednesday and friday right here on the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast
1: who do the fans i want to know of? i want to see a fan vote i'm curious who is the favorite of our little motley 24 7 sports crew i mean you think it's me am i in the you top are- five? I so
0: so I've done a little research and whenever I go into the reviews over on Apple Podcasts and if you the listener want to do that and send us a, a nice little five star gift on the Apple Podcast review it really helps us out but Every time I've gone in there, I see the name Greg Biggins uh, in, in the comments section, right? So people want more Greg Biggins. And I try to deliver as much as possible. I know you're a busy man, like I said, iconic <laughs> and legendary, but you're on the podcast as, as often as I can get you on because
1: the people love you, man. I mean, just because my name's in the comments doesn't mean it's positive. I guess they say, you know, all, all news is good news, but I kind of I want a little, I need a little bit more. I need some gratification over here. I'm just curious, man. <laughs> it's probably Alan it's- True. He he is my he is one of the funniest guys ever. He's my roommate. When you do the Under Armour game every year, I bet he's the people's choice. He's probably the people's champion.
0: It's a very close battle between you and Alan True. I can assure you that <laughs> you get a chance every year to go to Santa Monica or San Diego or you know, what was it? Paulus Verdes one year or Palisades. It's a huge event every summer. The Steve Clarkson quarterback retreat where a lot of the top college quarterbacks are able to get together, gather and be counselors for younger quarterbacks, including some high schoolers, some rising seniors, rising juniors. And, and, and other prospects that are kind of rising in their own journeys uh, headed to, co- to college. And, and you were able to go and, and see that earlier this, this month. You got to see Quinn Ewers, the number one prospect in the 2022 class, currently committed to Ohio State, and you've called him a generational talent. Uh, a quarterback that we don't often see and a quarterback that has already kind of that first round label to him. And he hasn't even taken a snap in college. What'd you see at a Quinn Ewers that maybe you had seen on tape or throughout your studies when you're looking at the quarterbacks in this 2022 class?
1: Let me tell you what I saw, Blair. I saw a guy that Allow me to be a little controversial, but we like a little controversy every now and, and again, right? Love I it. don't like it. I, I love it. If you can Let give me, me a be, hot take right now, let's go. I'm going to give you a hot take that is going to be extremely unpopular. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get criticized for it, but I don't care. Cause it's my opinion. And it's coming from a place of love Blair. This is coming from a place of love. Love Trevor Lawrence. Love the guy. Love what he stands for. Love his compete level. Love his national championship, his playoffs. Love them in high school. Number one player coming out, as was deserved. Number one pick in the draft, as was deserved. I love his how grounded he is. I love how strong in his faith he is. (laughs) Talking to DJ a lot. DJ said he Trevor's the real deal. I'm just going to say this, though. You and I saw Trevor up close for three days straight at the Elite 11 regional final. And then we saw Trevor at at the opening final, which was kind of called the Justin Fields show. So we saw Trevor quite a bit. Up close and personal, I'm just going to say this. Everyone's been saying Quinn might be the best quarterback prospect since Trevor Lawrence, but I will say this. From a pure throwing standpoint, Blair, from a pure throwing standpoint, it's third and eight. I want a first down. I'm going to go with Quinn. And and here is why, dude. Here is why. I, I will go back, and this shows kind of how old I am. I've been doing this since like 95, 96. I have to go back to Matt Stafford, probably, Quinn, being the guy with the quickest, tightest (laughs) release I've ever seen. And if you're talking, everyone loves to talk about a big arm, and and then we'll quickly always counter that with, but that's not the most important thing. Yeah, I'm saying that too, right? It's like the pretty girl. You always notice the looks first, but if her personality sucks, she's out. Right, Blair? Sometimes she's out. I, I don't, I mean. Quinn has the most dynamic arm with the quickest release that I've seen. The combination since Matt Stafford. You look at some of the biggest arms I've seen, Jamarcus Russell, who I actually like that as a comp better for Malik Murphy than Cam Noon. I like Jamarcus Russell as that comp. Huge arm. I've seen Ryan Mallett. Huge arm. I've seen DJ Uyan Nalai. Huge arm. All those guys had big releases. You look at Quinn. I've never seen a guy who literally it's like freaking Doc Holliday with just boom. Like, I've never seen a guy who can roll out, just flick his wrist, and the ball is going With so much velocity, dude, it was hitting receivers in the chest. And I was waiting for him to knock him over like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger in commando where they're shooting guys and you're seeing guys just like vibrating until they fall on the ground. But it wasn't just the big arm that I loved about him. I loved how every drill, man, he competed at that camp. It's a fun camp. It's a great camp. But you see a lot of of lollygagging out there. It's a retreat,
0: GB. It's It's a a retreat.
1: retreat. They're supposed to have fun and lollygag. I don't have an issue with that. But what I do love is when I see a guy who doesn't lollygag. And that was Quinn, man. Maybe it's because he didn't know anybody. He didn't know the SoCal quarterbacks who were all kind of buddy-buddy. But he took every rep very, very serious. He ripped it in every drill. He's very, very, I I could say, a much better athlete than I thought. Very comfortable throwing from, you know, rolling right or his left. A straight drop. throwing with touch. He can change speeds when he needs to. Incredibly accurate. For me, you cannot measure a quarterback and talk about how good they are without first saying, well, Kenny, he, is he accurate? That's the most important thing, right? Toughness and accuracy. I love those two things. They kind of, I think they kind of almost go together, but toughness, he played with a hernia and it was a painful one all half of last year. And he still made it to a state final and accuracy Nothing as a fan of football when you see the wide receiver breaks open, the DB's getting beat, quarterback drops back to throw, it's a touchdown, play the fight song, and the ball's overthrown by 10 yards. You're going, oh my God, if we had a competent quarterback, we'd be winning this game. And that's Quinn, man. He is accurate to all three levels, changing the speeds, throwing with the touch, throwing with the heat when he needs to, competent athletically. I just love his makeup, man. Like, his makeup was a guy who's a dude. So... I say all that to say this. I think Quinn has a chance to not just be a first rounder, but I think we have him rated right now accordingly as the number one high school player. I honestly think that he could be the number one pick in the draft. If he stays healthy when he goes to Ohio state and it's a perfect situation because I'm a huge CJ Stroud fan as well. And he was out there at the Clarkson retreat and of all the college guys, he was the most impressive guy for me throwing it. So give me CJ Stroud for two years and Quinn goes in there, he backs up for a year, and then he gives he's in there for two. and by that third year, man, he's out, he could be a top overall guy. I think he's that good.
0: If we're on the topic of hot takes, are you thinking and are you in the in kind of that camper in the belief that Quinn Ewers will win a national championship at Ohio State?
1: You know what? I don't ever like to put that on a singular player because I think it's a team game, and I've seen great players not win them despite being great in all sports, you know, if if we're talking tennis, if we're talking boxing, if we're talking individual sports, you can put that on a kid, but I don't think it's fair to say you know, yeah, Quinn, he's going to win a national title. Cause you never know. It's not up to him. What if it's not going to Ohio state, they're going to be great. But what if the defense gives up for a game they lose to Alabama or Clemson and they like Quinn is 25 for 32 for four ten and four touchdowns, you know, but the defense gives up one more score. So I will say this, I think he is definitely a national championship caliber quarterback. I think he's a Heisman caliber player. And most importantly, we're talking about his goodness and his greatness I think he is a potential number one overall pick in the draft.
0: The mullet to kind of back up some of that name, image, and likeness branding.
1: You know what it was also you know what was also great about him was I was at the hotel with him and like I saw him have to answer questions from so many different people. We're talking about adult men, drunk ladies, young kids, teenage girls, other high school quarterbacks. And I just saw him literally smile and answer every single dumb question extremely politely. I mean, he's from Texas. They're always a little more polite than we are out here in California. But I talked to him one time, just say, hey, Quinn, great job. Love how you're doing it. And as I'm talking to him, he probably had to go to the bathroom. Like all these just obnoxious people, a couple drunk ladies. Why is your hair blonde? And where's the mullet come from? And he answered it. And I'm just, I looked, I go, Quinn, I'm so sorry, man. Like I'm so, and he looked at me, he goes, dude, it's all good. Just answered, smiled politely, finally walked away when he was able to. And um, I mean, just such a classy kid, dude. I mean, that just, when I saw that happen and that combined with the on field stuff, man, I became like a huge fan.
0: Yeah, we're going to be excited to see him later this month at the Elite 11 finals out in Los Angeles. A couple other prospects that you really liked, GB, at the quarterback retreat were A.J. Duffy, who's committed to Florida State, as well as Justin Martin from Inglewood, California, currently committed to Cal, but it sounds like his recruitment's very fluid right now.
1: I think fluid would be a good word. He was just at Old Miss through for them. They've offered. And, uh, you know, he told me at the retreat that he had a chance to talk to Matt Corral, who was there as a counselor. Uh, Lane Kiffin was also there. His son was participating in the camp. Lane did not talk to Justin. That would have been a violation. And Lane doesn't do that. But Matt Corral was able to interact and they were interacting quite a bit. And I think Justin said, you know, Matt was awesome with him to, to be able to talk and to throw some stuff at and questions answered. And so, yeah, Justin was there this week. And I think he's supposed to also go to Michigan pretty soon here. And of the two, I think Old Miss is probably the one in better shape of a flip. And then A.J. Duffy, dude, I like A.J. For me, he's an Elite 11 quarterback. There's four spots left. I hope he gets in. I've been watching him since like before he got to high school, know his dad. Well, I think he's deserving. Uh, I already mentioned it. I think I, you did Florida state going there big time kid. A lot of tools, IMG Academy right now. And I think he's very, very deserving. So hopefully he gets one of those last four spots. But yeah, he had a really good week at the Clarkson Retreat throwing the football as well.
0: Uh, a lot of underclassmen show up to that as well. And we had the likes of Jaden Rashada, Malachi Nelson, Pierce Clarkson, who, you know, probably the easiest invite to, to send out to that. You, know, you, have huh. to, you don't have to waste postage, right? For Pierce Clarkson. Uh, Weston Smith out of the state of Texas. Jaden Davis from South Carolina. Darius Curry, Long Beach Pauli. And Bear Bachmeyer, also from the state of California. Uh, anything that you wanted to mention about any of those guys, and kind of what their you know trajectory looks like heading into to the summer?
1: So love Jaden Davis. He's just a freshman, but dude, this guy. When I was talking to him, I thought I was talking to a freshman in college. Mature beyond his years, poised. Had a great camp, but none of those guys, man. He just checks off every single box. And when I asked him, hey, you know what are you You got a busy June, and he he just. Yeah, I'm gonna be at Georgia tomorrow. Then I got Alabama. Then cups on the third, and and then I got you know trying to get to Tennessee in South Carolina, and I got Penn State. And like he was just riffing it so easily, and it was really cool. Big fan of his game. I like Darius Curry a lot. Now at Long Beach Poly, the legendary Long Beach Poly program, another talented freshman. Really like watching him throw it out there as well. And. Yeah, man, uh, overall, a lot of good young quarterbacks. I think it's going to be fun to see a lot of these guys. Pierce, you know, uh, uh, Blair, you and I have talked about him quite a bit a year ago. I I had to talk with Steve last night about some stuff. And uh, when I say last night, that would have been Sunday night. But just how far Pierce has come in a year. Because I I told Steve, I go, dude, a year ago, I didn't think your son – I didn't think Pierce was a a dude. I didn't think he could go. He wasn't very good. He's radically changed his body, arm strength. Used to have a wind-up, triple, triple reset. Just to get the ball out. Now it's just boom. You know, he's got the arm strength. Always been a good athlete. Like I said, man, radically leaned out, and he's really built. I think he might not be done growing. Steve's probably six three. Pierce is probably about six feet right now, so he might have another inch or two in him. So I think Pierce has kind of come a, a really long way. It's been uh, it's been fun to watch him. So yeah, man, Malachi Nelson, always good. He you know after Caton, he would have probably be my runner up yesterday for top guy at the Elite Eleven. Oklahoma trending right now. He did not camp with Clemson. That was probably the other school that had a chance to get in there. USC is still in the mix, but uh, I think right now Oklahoma's looking really good for Malachi. So yeah, buddy, a lot of quarterbacks we've just talked about.
0: That's why you are the QB whisperer. You, you mentioned it earlier since 95, you've been doing this. So you, you know, your, your share of information and you know, your, you know, your
1: quarterbacks GB. You know, you're shared. You scared me out there for a second. Blair. I'm going to say, you know, you're <laughs> something else with an essay. So I was like, Blair, it's a family. It's a family it podcast. Is. It is it.
0: a family podcast. Well, Greg, thank you as always. And we're going to have to give the people what they want. And that's more Greg Biggins on, on this podcast.
1: Hey, man, when it's Elite 11 finals out here in beautiful Southern California, I say we go every day, Blair, if not double days. like feel like we're football spring practice, man. Elite oh, 11, Rick- let's do it.
0: I'll bring the mic and we can do it in person.
1: I'm all in that
0: sound. I'm all in all right greg biggins thank you so much you can follow him on twitter at greg biggins remember we've got a full slate of shows this week including more editions of the five minute mornings on wednesday and friday for greg biggins i am blair angulo thanks for listening to the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast and stay locked in to 247 sports.com throughout the week for all the latest buzz and recruiting scoop on your favorite college football team